The Biden administration's racial equity ideology is rooted in a racist lie. The administration continues to declare doom and gloom despite excellent news on the vaccine fronts, and they continue to lie about the border. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. The Ben Shapiro Show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Protect your online privacy today at expressvpn.com slash Ben. Well, we begin today with a, with a, a weird story. Apparently, the Biden's dog major has been involved in another biting incident. Is according to CNN. And um, it's funny how they phrase this. He's been involved in another biting incident. I mean, couldn't you just say the dog bit somebody? Like, did Biden bite the dog? <laughs> says the Biden's dog major has been involved <laughs> in another biting incident that required medical attention. Two people with knowledge of the, the incident tell CNN. So even when the dog just bites somebody, the Biden administration is like, well, it was involved in a biting incident. Might have to cover this one up. Apparently, Major Biden is uh, is a career biting criminal at this point. Meanwhile, Joe Biden's handlers continue to ensure that he doesn't have to answer any hard questions on anything. Yesterday, he was in the middle of some sort of press session and his handlers basically were just like, yeah, we're not going to take any more questions anymore. Thanks, folks. He's just sitting there all calm. People are shouting questions at him. The handlers are trying to rush people out of the room. You, you got to stop bothering grandpa. It's time for his meds. It's time for grandpa's meds. Okay, he needs his time. <laughs> this is the way that the United States is now run. The top levels of American government are run by people who are completely non-transparent with you to the point where they will not tell you a full story about a dog biting people. Remember, it took like two weeks to find out that Major Biden had actually bitten someone before Major Biden was shipped off to Delaware. Now Major Biden is back and eventually just starts biting people again. And we still don't know the full story there. Meanwhile, Joe Biden won't answer any questions. Okay, all of this is just a mask for a simple fact. When it comes to the Biden administration, the, the Biden administration is rooted in dishonesty. They're rooted in dishonesty in that they are not transparent with the American people, but they are also rooted in dishonesty because their fundamental ideology is just a dishonest ideology. There's a tweet that came out not from the Biden administration, but is indicative of how the Biden administration thinks about policy. And we've talked about the equity ideology of the Biden administration before. They've said over and over and over again that every element of this administration is going to be shot through with equity. And equity, of course, is just a euphemism for racial preference. Because the fact of the matter is that equality is about whether we all are being given access to individual rights protected by government and pre-existing government. And that is what equality is about. Equity is about the idea that if two groups have unequal outcomes, this must be because of some systemic prejudice. This must be because of something in the system that is bad. And what this does is it removes individual responsibility. So if you live in a free system and you are given equal rights, your rights are protected by the government. Like you have the right to life, you have the right to liberty, you have the right to keep and bear arms, you have the right to freedom of the press and freedom of religion. If all those rights are protected and then you end up unsuccessful in a free country, then the baseline notion for most rational people would be maybe your personal actions had something to do with your level of unsuccess. Maybe your choices had something to do with where you ended up. But for the left, those choices don't matter at all because you have to understand that in Marxist theory, virtually all human choices are shaped by the systems in which we live. And this is why Marx suggested that all of the problems in Western society were created by capitalism. All we would have to do is shift the systems in which we live, and this would mold a brand new humanity in which everyone would be able to succeed along the lines they saw fit without regard to the kinds of choices they were making. They would simply stop making bad choices because those bad choices are the product of the system. 
Now, what this does is it removes individual responsibility from people. Now, when you take this to the racial sphere, when you start suggesting that people are not responsible for their individual actions based on race, you sound like a white supremacist. And the fact is that much of the ideology of wokeism, much of the ideology of equity sounds exactly like the ideology of David Duke. The idea that black people are incapable of making free and independent decisions. And therefore, any bad decision that is made by black Americans is to be attributed to the system at large. This sounds like a removal of agency from black people that is not only inappropriate, it is racist in and of itself. Because as it turns out, black people are the same as everybody, people of every other color. We are all capable of making individual decisions and we are all responsible for the individual decisions we make. But the left's equity ideology is rooted in that fundamental lie, which is that certain types of people in America are not responsible for their personal decisions. So Eugene Gu, who is this Stanford trained doctor and of course was a, a big push, uh, he was a big pusher of a sort of COVID lockdown, very woke guy. He tweeted this out the other day and I thought that this is, this is so indicative of how so much of the left thinks, because it is mainstream left-wing thought at this point. He tweeted out, black on Asian crimes only occur because of our system of white supremacy that strips African-Americans of their economic opportunities while taking respect and dignity away from Asian-Americans. Also, white people in power are experts at dividing and conquering to stay in power. So presumably he was speaking about this case that we discussed yesterday on the program in New York City, where a man beat the living hell out of an Asian woman on the street. And it turns out that this particular man happened to be a black man. And that, frankly, is not supremely surprising in New York City, because as it turns out, a disproportionate number of people who have been victimizing Asian American people are young black people. So Eugene Gu's solution to this, his explanation of this is that black people have no agency. Black people are not capable of making decisions, you see. And because black people are not capable of making decisions, all of America's structures must be changed so as to make all outcomes equivalent. Right? Equal rights no, no longer matter. We're going to have to make decisions for you. We're going to have to be paternalistic. We're going to make decisions for you so that your outcome is equivalent to everybody else's outcome. And if you do something wrong, we're simply going to relieve you of the responsibility. This sounds like David Duke, except in reverse. Right? David Duke says that black people have no agency because black people are inferior. The wokists say black people have no agency because black people are inferior because white people have made them inferior. How about this? Black people aren't inferior. How about black people are just the same as every other individuals in American life? They're just as responsible for their own individual decisions. They are just as capable of success. They're just as capable, as it turns out, of not beating up Asian Americans on the street. And thus, if an individual person beats up an Asian American, no matter the race, that person should be held fully responsible for their level of hatred. And by the way, his entire argument, Eugene Gu here, that black on Asian crimes only occur because of white supremacy is utterly insane. On its face, it's crazy. It turns out that the man who is busted now for the attack on this Asian American woman is named Brandon Elliott. He is 38. And it turns out he was arrested in 2002 for the murder of his own mother in the Bronx. And then because of our idiotic criminal justice system, it turns out after, after you murder mommy, you somehow get out on parole. I don't even know how that's possible. How do you murder your mother? And then we're like 17 years later. Well, I guess, you know, it's been 17 years. I mean. I guess mom is gone for a while. We'll, we'll let him back up. Within a year of him, within a year and a half of him getting out on parole for having murdered his mother, the guy is beating up people on the streets. What exactly does that have to do with white supremacy? Exactly. The answer is it has nothing to do with white supremacy. But none of that matters because people are not responsible for their own decisions so long as they are of particular races in America, particularly victimized races in America historically. 
We'll get to more of this in just one second, because this is the root lie that lies at the heart of so much of the Biden administration ideology. It is a racist lie about black people being deprived of agency. It's the lie that Robin DeAngelo will tell you. It's the lie that Ibram X. Kendi will tell you. It is the lie that black people are somehow inferior and incapable of making personal decisions. And it's idiotic, it's wrong, it's disgusting, and it is vicious toward black Americans. We'll get to more of this in just one second. First, let us talk about the fact that April is right here. And it means a lot of not-so-fun things, getting fooled, getting rained on, getting your taxes done. So, If you need a positive experience to balance all of that out, continue protecting your loved ones by getting life insurance with Policy Genius. Policy Genius can help you compare top insurers in one place, save 50% or more on life insurance. Once you find your best option, the Policy Genius team will set up your new policy for you and answer any questions you have along the way. And you can feel great knowing your family has financial protection. Getting started is super simple. First, head on over to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much coverage you need. You can compare quotes to find your best price. Since their licensed agents work for you, not the insurance company, there's no hassle. If you hit any speed bumps during the application process, Policy Genius will take care of everything soup to nuts. That kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across thousands of reviews on Trustpilot and Google. The best part, all the benefits of Policy Genius, the comparison tool, the handling of paperwork, the unbiased advice, they are totally free to use. Policy Genius can promise that you won't leave their website feeling like a fool. Instead, save 50% or more by comparing life insurance quotes. Feel good knowing if something happens, your loved ones will be taken care of. It's super important stuff here. If you're a responsible human, get life insurance with my friends at policygenius.com. Go to policygenius.com to get started. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice and quite important to get it right. Okay, so the lie that certain people in America are incapable of personal decision-making. We're not talking about people who have some sort of actual disability. We are talking about simply based on your race. You are incapable of making a decision for which you can be held responsible. This is now implicit in so much of left-wing talking points. And the most obvious place in which this is, is implicit, it's not even implicit, it's almost explicit, is the way the left will talk about voting. So right now, the left's case is that any Republican attempt to create a regimen of voter ID, where we can actually verify where you are from, or to limit in some way early voting, This is somehow racist. The idea implicit here is that somehow this is going to directly affect black people specifically. Why? Are black people incapable of getting a voter ID? That's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. Are black people incapable of voting on the day of elections? Of course not. What exactly is racist about seeking better voter verification standards? And so based on this original lie, what you will see piled up are more lies, right? So the original lie is that certain people in America are not capable of making certain decisions, which is not true. And then rooted in that lie, you'll see lies about the policies that are being promulgated. Stacey Abrams, of course, has been a big proponent of the idea that massive voter suppression is happening across the country. This is simply not the case. There is not massive voter suppression. It's amazing. Throughout 2020, we kept hearing that Donald Trump was saying things that were untrue about voting, about voter fraud and voter irregularity. And I said, okay, well, he has to provide proof of voter fraud and voter irregularity if we are going to believe that. The media agreed. Okay, but then the media would say voter suppression is widespread. It's happening across the country. There is no evidence of widespread voter suppression in the United States. This is not a reality. Black Americans overrepresent their percentage of the population in a wide variety of swing states when it comes to voting. The, the, the notion that Georgia was being victimized by voter suppression is a lie. The notion that voter suppression was taking place in 2012 or 2016 or 2020, it's not true. But the media pushed that narrative. Why? Because the idea was that if they didn't get their way, it must be due to America's racist systems. It's always the racist system that is depriving certain individuals of choice, even though in a free country, people are capable of the choice. So you see Stacey Abrams out there suggesting that we're seeing an onslaught on voting in this country, thanks to, for example, Georgia law. So Georgia's new law is not 
It is not an onslaught on voting in this country. Georgia's new law is actually more lax on early voting than, say, New Jersey. Georgia's new law does not prevent people from voting. It does not prevent people from drinking water in line. It does not prevent people from being able to obtain a ballot. It doesn't do any of those things. And yet the argument from the left is that it is designed to stop black people from voting because somehow black people are, what, incapable of jumping through the very basic hoop of getting an ID? I don't think so. Here's Stacey Abrams pushing it anyway. We deserve to have a say in the direction of our nation, in the direction of our states, and in the direction of our communities. And when democracy is undermined by laws that we have seen passed not only in Georgia, but in Iowa, and laws that are under consideration in Arizona, in Texas, in New Hampshire, in Florida, in 43 states across this country, we are seeing an onslaught, an attack on democracy. That is a lie. It is not an attack on democracy. It is not an onslaught. These are very simple verification procedures. And Democrats want to undermine all of those. That's what the so-called For the People Act is all about, this H.R. 1. It is all about undermining voter verification procedures. Okay, so recognize the actual agenda, which is to loosen voting procedures so that fraud actually becomes more common and the possibility of fraud becomes more common and ballot harvesting, which I think is one of the most nefarious things in American voting, becomes the rule of the land. That's the actual goal. But, I'm, but in order to push that goal, they're going to continue to foster the lie that these measures are aimed at stopping black people from voting and or black people are incapable of voting if you put these conditions in place that are equally applicable to everyone. How, how stupid are these lies? They're so stupid that even the Washington Post, which is a left-wing outlet, is now fact-checking these lies. Joe Biden suggested that the new Georgia law, quote, ends voting hours early, that it suppresses voting. He got four Pinocchios for this because it's not true. Okay, on Election Day in Georgia, polling places are, are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. If you're in line by 7 p.m., you're allowed to cast your ballot. Nothing in the new law changes those rules. That didn't stop Joe Biden from going out there and saying that this initiative is, quote, un-American and sick. He said, quote, deciding that you're going to end voting at 5 o'clock when working people are just getting off work. Among the outrageous parts of this new state law, it ends voting hours early. Okay, none of this is true. It is not true. University of Georgia political scientist Charles Bullock says you can criticize the bill for many things. I don't think you can criticize it for reducing the hours you can vote. So he's just telling things that are openly untrue at this point. The Washington Post tries to make excuses for Biden, but it's a lie anyway. And there's an overall lie. Okay, the, the overall lie, again, is that these voting verification laws are designed to prevent black people from voting. It is not or that black people are incapable of fulfilling these particular promises. This is not the case. But again, this is the line. We'll get to more on that lie in just one second. First, let's talk about the fact that if you are a solid employer, you're constantly looking to upgrade your employee base. You're constantly looking to make your employment better. And this is why you need a ZipRecruiter. There are a lot of challenges when it comes to finding the right person for your role. That's why hiring can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along. And that's why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Wire. When you post a job on ZipRecruiter, it gets sent to, out to over 100 top job sites with just one click. Then ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds people with the right skills and experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. In fact, ZipRecruiter is so effective, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the very first day. There's a reason we here at The Daily Wire use ZipRecruiter.com to constantly make our staff better. It's no wonder over 2.3 million businesses have come to ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. So, while other companies overwhelm you with way too many options, ZipRecruiter will find you what you're looking for, the needle in the haystack. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash DailyWire. 
Once again, remember to go to this unique place, ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-I-L-Y-W-I-R-E. ZipRecruiter is indeed the smartest way to hire. Go check them out right now. Okay, so how prevalent are these lies about Georgia's voting laws, for example? They're so prevalent that Jamel Hill, who somehow continues to fail up, she started off at ESPN, lost her job at ESPN. Now she's over at The Atlantic, which is supposed to be some sort of highfalutin intellectual magazine, which of course it is not. She has a piece titled, Sports Should Boycott Georgia. So now, because she doesn't like the law in Georgia, because it is, quote unquote, supposedly racist, this means that now all sports should boycott Georgia. Right? The politicization of everything along the, along the basis of these lies is pretty astonishing. It truly is. And the, the, the attempt to craft all of American life around the lie that laws that are equal in applicability and do not victimize black Americans, actively victimize black Americans because somehow black Americans are incapable of making basic decisions. That lie is now being embedded in every area of American life. It's being embedded in corporate life. It's being embedded in sports. It's being embedded in government. It's being embedded in, in Hollywood. It's all embedded. People are not responsible for their own decisions because America is such a terrible racist place. So Jamel Hills says that she now wants sports organizations to boycott the state of Georgia. She says in the past, Major sports organizations have forced other states to reconsider infringements on their citizens' rights. And that kind of pressure is sorely needed in Georgia now. Last week, Georgia's Republican governor, Brian Kemp, signed an elections bill Joe Biden has described as Jim Crow in the 21st century, which shows you what an insane lie that is. Jim Crow explicitly created a separate system of law for black Americans and treated them as inferior. There's nothing in the law like that. that is, that's not only an overstatement, it's just an outright lie. But, says Jamel Hill, all of corporate America should resonate to the lie. The law imposes new voter identification requirements for absentee ballots. Well, clearly that's racist. I mean, you mean you have to show that you are who you say you are when you vote absentee? If you can explain to me how that's racist, I'm willing to hear it. Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? It limits the use of ballot drop boxes. Oh, you mean like ballot drop boxes where people could just stuff the ballot box or take ballots out of the ballot box? Hmm. It hands state officials more power over local elections. Even before the legislation passed, Many voters of color in Georgia faced hours-long queues at the polls. By the way, voter suppression doesn't involve long lines. Any more than long lines at Disneyland are ride suppression. You know what voter suppression is? Voter suppression is where you don't get to vote. Making those weights even more arduous, the new law bans giving food and water to people in line to vote. That's not even true. It bans giving any gift to people in line when they are within 150 feet of the polling place. You can bring water with you. There are people outside who can give you water. This is just not true. Okay, so, so again, the, the root lie here is the one that is being pushed forward. And it's being pushed forward in every area of American life. People are not responsible for their own actions, whether we are talking criminal behavior or whether we are talking about voting law. People are not responsible for their own behavior so long as we can continue to forward the narrative that America is deeply racist. This is how you end up with New York officials, for example, talking about that Asian-American woman being beaten in New York City. We've already heard Eugene Gu blame that on white supremacy. Here's a New York state official on Asian-American woman being beaten saying this came from Trump. Somehow this is Trump's fault. Asian Americans across the United States have been sounding the alarm about hate for years. These are not new attacks, but the incidents are unrelating. This came from Trump, that's my opinion, but it's been around. He used the world's largest bully portent to spread racism, but he's not the only one. And every single assault that goes unfettered every time a door closes to a victim on the ground, it emboldens these horrible people who target Asian Americans. Okay, that would be the that would be the 
borough president of Manhattan, Gail Brewer, blaming Trump for a, 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 a murderer who got out on parole beating up an Asian American woman because people don't have any agency, you see. Agency just does not exist. There is no agency at all. All of this is super ugly. But again, so much of our politics is rooted in lies. And this is just another example of politics rooted in lies. By the way, more of this politics rooted in lies when it comes to the, the attempt to paint America as racist and thereby to say that all non-equal outcome is, is due to America's white supremacy. You can see this in the Chauvin trial. So the case that is currently being made is that if Derek Chauvin is acquitted on these murder charges, that's because of deep and abiding American racism. As we'll get to in a second, that is just not the case. It's just not the case. We'll get to that in one second. First, let us talk about the fact that if you are dealing with a medical issue right now, you really should go get it taken care of. Now, there's some medical issues that people find super embarrassing. I get it. But if you can get it taken care of discreetly and easily, then why would you not do so? With Roman, you get a free online evaluation on ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is super simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash Ben. Complete an online visit today. Take care of ED without leaving your home. Complete that online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and get it taken care of. Go to GetRoman.com slash Ben right now. You'll get 15 bucks off your very first month. It's really time to take care of that ED. Again, people tend to have medical problems and particularly chronic medical problems. They think it'll go away by itself. It generally doesn't. Very often they will think, okay, well, you know what? It's, it's too embarrassing to deal with. Why would you suffer with something when you can get it done quickly and easily with my friends over at GetRoman.com slash Ben. Remember, get started today. You save 15 bucks on your first order of ED treatment. That is GetRoman.com slash Ben. Get 15 bucks off your very first month. It's time to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash Ben to get 15 bucks off your first order of ED treatment. Okay, so the case that is that is now being made, again, is that Everything in America that we don't like is due to the systemic racism of the United States and is a data point in favor of the idea that America is systemically racist. The latest case that's being used on this basis, of course, is the Derek Chauvin case. This is why you see Van Jones making the case that if there is no conviction, it is open season for cops. Van Jones says that, that if we don't convict Derek Chauvin, then cops will be able to get away with murder in broad daylight. No, that is not what that means. That is not what that means. You see, Jonathan Capehart, saying the exact same thing. Jonathan Capehart of the Washington Post, here he is making the case that he is ready for not guilty because America is racist. Not because of the details of the case. We don't need the details of the case. That's, that's irrelevant. He's ready for not guilty because of America's history. Everything is just evidence of American racism. I am already prepared for a not guilty verdict. And I, I, and I you know, I, I hesitate to say that, but just given, given the history of this country and the history of these situations, I have to intellectually and emotionally prepare myself for that. Okay, meanwhile, Chelsea Handler, again, another member of the left, she says we shouldn't even have trials in cases like this one, right? The, the narrative is so strong, you don't even need a trial. Due process goes away. So Chelsea Handler, genius that she is, she tweeted out so pathetic that there is a trial to prove that Derek Chauvin killed George Floyd when there is video of him doing so. Oh, that makes sense. We, we shouldn't have trials anymore. No more due process. We'll just go straight to the conviction. Because after all, who needs due process when you have the narrative? Now, here's the reality, as I've been mentioning about this case. This is a heavy lift for prosecution. And this is not an easy case for the prosecution. And she doubled down on that, by the way. She said, perhaps we skip trials when there's audio and video footage of the murder. But there are several issues that still have to be adjudicated here. Okay, so for example, 
the prosecution has to show beyond a reasonable doubt, not by preponderance of the evidence, beyond a reasonable doubt, that Floyd's death was caused by Derek Chauvin's actions. But the autopsy report shows that Floyd was high on fentanyl and meth at the time and had a serious heart problem and shows that Chauvin's neck hold didn't, in fact, cause damage to Floyd's trachea, which means he didn't damage his airway. Which means that while Chauvin's neck restraint could have contributed to Floyd's death by ratcheting up his blood pressure, for example, it's uncertain that it caused Floyd's death more than, say, the arrest in the first place, the excited delirium that Floyd was, pre- that Floyd was pretty obviously in before he was even on the ground. That's before you even get to the charges. Right? That's just the basic causation issue. In order to charge him with manslaughter or murder, you have to show that his actions led to Floyd's death. Okay? And it can't just be but-for causation. Right? But-for Chauvin being there doing that, he would have lived. It has to be that his actions actually caused the death. There's a pretty strong medical case that that may not, in fact, be the case. In a second, I'm going to explain the actual charges. Okay, Again, the narrative here is that America is racist, that anything that we don't like is due to American racism. And this is just another example of that. Okay, but there are very specific questions that are asked in court on these sorts of issues. So let's talk about the charges for a moment. There are three charges that are being brought against Derek Chauvin. One, second-degree murder. Two, third-degree murder. And three, second-degree manslaughter. Second-degree murder is a, is a fairly heavy lift. It requires that the prosecution prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Chauvin unintentionally killed Floyd while intentionally committing a felony. So the question is, did he intentionally commit a felony? Did he believe that he was committing felony assault on George Floyd when he was holding him in a Minneapolis Police Department approved neck hold, by the way, for eight minutes and 46 seconds, while a crowd of, of ongoers, uh, onlookers was yelling at him. Now, again, it's not just, do you believe that that's true or not? The question is, do you believe it beyond a reasonable doubt? Reasonable doubt is a very high standard of proof. So a jury could easily find that this is not beyond a reasonable doubt. Felony assault requires intentional infliction of bodily harm, that Chauvin wanted to hurt Floyd, not just use a suppression tactic that's already been greenlit by the Minneapolis Police Department. Is there evidence that he actively wanted to hurt Floyd there? Or is there evidence that he was negligent? And we'll get to negligence in a second, because that brings us to the manslaughter case. Third-degree murder, depraved heart murder, that one doesn't really seem to hold, because depraved heart murder, the legal definition, requires that you acted in a way, quote, eminently dangerous to others, others plural. So usually, depraved heart murder is a drug dealer distributing drugs that are tainted in some way such that they will kill people. And you distribute them to a number of people, and you know somebody's going to die. You didn't have specific intent to kill one direct person, but you knew that there was a good shot that somebody was going to die. You fire a gun into a crowd. You drop a brick off a freeway overpass onto the cars below. Right? That sort of stuff is depraved heart murder. This has a specific alleged victim, and that means that you are really not looking at a depraved heart murder. So third degree really shouldn't even apply. In fact, a higher court at one point had thrown, actually the the trial court originally threw out the third degree murder charge, and then it was reinstated by a higher court. And finally, there's second degree manslaughter. And this is the one that it is most likely that Chauvin is convicted on. But if he's convicted of manslaughter and not of murder, do you think Jonathan Capehart is going to reevaluate his belief in the racism of the the American system? I don't, by the way, even if if Chauvin is convicted, do you think Jonathan Capehart and Van Jones are going to reevaluate their beliefs about the racism of the American system? Of course not. Because it is a premise that must never be challenged, the racism of the American system. Because so long as there is disparate outcome, it must be the system. And here's the thing. There will always be disparate outcomes so long as people make disparate actions. And so that second-degree manslaughter charge in the Chauvin case, it requires the prosecution prove that Chauvin acted with gross negligence. But gross negligence would have to show that Chauvin should have known his behavior might cause Floyd's death. Okay, and that's that's a hard case to prove. Like... 
why would he why would he think that that would cause Floyd's death to put him in a, in a neck hold? That is a basic suppression hold, again, approved by the Minneapolis Police Department. You have to prove that he intended to do that, that at the very least he was negligent in that he knew that what he was doing could cause somebody's death. Well, barring shall, uh, barring Floyd's underlying conditions, that really shouldn't cause your death, right? If you don't have a serious cardiopulmonary issue to begin with, plus meth in your blood, plus fentanyl in your blood, makes it real difficult. So here's the thing. Chauvin could easily be convicted. There is certainly a case for Chauvin to be convicted on second-degree manslaughter lines. Andy McCarthy has made that case over at National Review. But if he is acquitted, that's not because of the racism of the American system. That's because due process of law requires a very strong showing of evidence and proof. But all the media are going to show is all the inflammatory stuff from the trial. The media are going to pretend like any defense of Derek Chauvin by his own defense team is somehow racist in and of itself. All they're going to show is, is the witnesses to what was obviously a tragedy at the very least, speaking emotionally about the issue. So, for example, one of the witnesses yesterday called the cops animals on the stand, which raised an objection. Here's what that sounded like. When you were watching this interaction between these three Minneapolis, four Minneapolis police officers and Mr. Floyd, were you watching a cage match at the time? Well, I only seen two of them, the animals. So I was watching more of a, a humane show. Okay. Objection and okay, and uh, he, he suggested that uh, he was watching a humane bleep show, humane bleep show. Um, and uh, he said, I was not watching a sport. Okay, all, all this sort of testimony is provocative, but it really is not probative. Probative means it doesn't actually contribute to whether there is guilt here or not, right? It doesn't go to the underlying fact pattern. But most of the testimony that's going to be shown on late night TV and throughout the day on, on your 24-hour news networks is going to be the witnesses saying that they stayed up nights, for example. That was what one of the witnesses said yesterday. It's been nights. I stayed up apologizing and, and apologizing to George Floyd for not doing more and not physically interacting and not saving his life. But it's like, it's not what I should have done. It's what he should have done. Okay, so, you know, obviously this sort of stuff, it would be heart-wrenching. It would be terrifying. It would be terrible. But that doesn't go to the probative value here. But what you're going to see is the most evocative emotional testimony. You're not going to see any of the underlying fact pattern presented on national TV because that might actually undercut the narrative that this is a straightforward case with an easy solution. Okay, meanwhile, speaking of lies that are being told, the, the media continue to simply just tell lies at this point about a wide variety of topics surrounding COVID-19. So, for example, they continue to trot out the lie that Ron DeSantis lied about COVID numbers. The people who are pushing that lie, people at The New York Times, people at Yahoo News, they are completely misreading the study upon which they are basing their coverage. Alexander Nazarian, a reporter for Yahoo News, is one of the great promulgators of this. He has a piece today. It says, new research published earlier this month in the American Journal of Public Health argues Florida is undercounting the number of people who died from COVID-19 by thousands of cases, casting new doubt on claims Governor DeSantis navigated the coronavirus pandemic successfully. So the idea is that some 5,000 people died of COVID and that was not reported properly. But that is not correct. Okay, that is not actually right. In fact, the, the notion that COVID-19 is responsible for all or most of these excess deaths is in question. A lot of people died in excess because they stayed at home for other reasons. They had a heart attack. 
at home, for example. In fact, the number of excess deaths state by state not reported as COVID is fairly consistent across the states. Lauren Rawson, statistician at the National Center for Health Statistics at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, who's analyzed excess deaths, told Yahoo News she saw nothing exceptionally suspicious in the state's excess death numbers. Said Florida doesn't stand out to me. Other critics describe Florida as neither a glowing success nor an unmitigated disaster, but rather a state that has handled the pandemic with some successes and some failures. But they are trying to manufacture a headline suggesting that Ron DeSantis openly lied about the numbers of COVID deaths the way that Andrew Cuomo lied about the number of people who died in nursing homes. That isn't true. That isn't true. But the media are pushing untrue, untruths about COVID throughout. They've been pushing untruths about COVID for a long time, and now they're pushing untruths about the direness of the situation and the number, number of people who have died in red states, for example, of COVID. The Biden administration is pushing obvious lies now about, about the situation regarding COVID. The reality of the situation in the United States is that COVID is on the wane. We all know that COVID is on the wane. COVID is on the wane because the vaccinations are very high and because it has already burned its way through most major parts of the United States. And I'm looking at the COVID numbers today in the United States. There has not been a significant escalation in the daily new cases of COVID nationwide since approximately, let's see, February 23rd. It's been stable since then. So today there are about 62,000 new cases of COVID diagnosed in the United States. At the height, there were something like 266,000 new cases of COVID diagnosed like January 6th, 300,000 cases diagnosed January 8th. We are at the lowest levels that we, that we have been at of new COVID diagnoses in the United States since essentially October. Okay. And by the way, the levels of increase are completely stagnant. There is no national level of increase. It's increasing in certain areas. It is not increasing nationally. The number of active cases in the United States has actually been declining since approximately the middle of January, the end of January, according to worldometers.com. And yet we are being told that we're still in the middle of a crisis because the more the Biden administration can push the idea there's a crisis, the more they can push forward spending plans, the more they can push forward all of their big government rejiggering of the economy, the more they can push forward the idea of vaccine passports. And the thing about vaccine passports, they're relatively unnecessary when the pandemic is over. You don't need them once the pandemic is over. And these vaccines are so unbelievably effective. I mean, they're miraculously effective. They're so unbelievably effective that particularly if you've already been vaccinated, you really do not have to worry at that point. As Dr. Marty Makari of Johns Hopkins University said, once you're a month out from your first vaccine and two weeks out from your final vaccine, go about your daily life, you're fine. Okay, meanwhile, the Biden administration continues to push panic. That is a lie. Again, it's, it's dishonesty all the way up and down. Policy after policy, it's dishonesty. The root ideology of the administration is a lie, the equity lie. But it's not just that lie. They're telling lies about COVID in order to achieve their purposes. They're telling lies about the border in order to achieve their purpose. We'll get to more of that in just one second. First, when you are running a business, HR issues can absolutely kill you. You don't tend to think about it when you start a business. Why do you, HR? Like, isn't that just that annoying guy, Toby, from the office? Like, you don't know anything about HR. Then you start running a business and you realize you can run really fast into a lot of liability if you haven't taken care of your HR issues. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations. HR manager salaries are not cheap. They're an average of 70,000 bucks a year. Bambi is spelled B-A-M-B-E-E. It was created specifically for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, maintain your compliance all for just 99 bucks a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding determinations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees' day-to-day -day all for just 99 bucks a month. Month-to-month, -month, no hidden fees. You can cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. 
Let Bambi help get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash Shapiro right now to schedule that free HR audit. That is Bambi.com slash Shapiro. It's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash Shapiro. Get your HR issues taken care of today. It's a must do. If you are a business owner, go to Bambi.com slash Shapiro today. All right, we're going to get to more on the democratic lies being told about COVID right now because they're pretty astonishing. We'll get to that in a second first. As you've probably heard, Candace Owens joined The Daily Wire a few weeks ago with the premiere of her brand new talk show, Candace. The show streams on dailywire.com Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. You can get the audio podcast, Candace, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Candace hosts a series of guests on the show every week, making for lively panel discussions, insightful interviews. Candace is a, is, a, is a hoot. Her show is a blast. I did it last week, but this week's show was also fantastic. Featured guests have included Jocko Willink, Brandon Titan, John Rich, me, Candace is the first Daily Wire show to appear in front of a live audience, but do not worry. If you can't attend the show in person, you can tweet your questions to the Candace Show at the Candace Show for a chance to have Candace answer your question at the end of her show. So if you need some Candace Owens in your podcast feed, look no further. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Subscribe today. Be sure to leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. Join now so you can tune in Friday night to see the latest of her hot takes and the story behind them. You're listening to the largest, fastest-growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. So the Biden lies are not relegated to the area of race or voting policy. Uh, They are also just absolutely evident in pretty much every area of the Biden administration policy. So, for example, on COVID. So the reality is that we are on the way when it comes to COVID. And yet we have Rochelle Walensky, the head of the CSE, warning of the CDC, warning of doom, doom. Now, here's the weird thing. Walensky also acknowledges that, by the way, we are doing a good job vaccinating. And not only are we doing a good job vaccinating across the country, Once you're vaccinated, you're done. Once you're vaccinated, we're not worried about you carrying the virus. This thing has an extraordinarily high success rate, particularly the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines have like well over a 90% success rate when it comes to preventing serious disease and like a 99% success rate in preventing death. Here's Walensky saying two things that make no sense back to back. She said yesterday that their data suggests the vaccinated don't carry the virus. That's kind of good news because we were told you have to wear a mask forever. Here she was basically explaining that you don't have to wear a mask forever once you're vaccinated. We can kind of almost see the end. We're we're vaccinating so very fast. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real world data. Okay, so that's good news, right? Um, literally the day before, she was warning of doom. Here she was. And I'm going to reflect on the recurring feeling I have of impending doom. We have so the much to look F- forward to. What? So much promise and potential of where we are and so much reason for hope. But right now I'm scared. So I'm speaking today not necessarily as your CDC director and not only as your CDC director, but as a wife, as a mother, as a daughter, to ask you to just please hold on a little while longer. I so badly want to be done. I know you all so badly want to be done. We are just almost there, but not quite yet. Okay, they just want control. She's she's saying once you're vaccinated, you're good to go. And you still got Joe Biden out there being like, wear a mask, guys. Wear wear a mask. Here he was a couple of days ago talking about how it's patriotic to mask. Even after you're vaccinated, apparently, you should still keep masking for no reason at all. Here is Joe Biden pushing it. Each of us has to do our part. We have an obligation, patriotic obligation. Wash your hands. 
stay socially distanced. Wear a mask as recommended by the CDC and get vaccinated. As I do my part to accelerate the vaccine distribution and vaccinations, I need the American people to do their part as well. Mask up. Mask up. It's a patriotic duty. It's the only way we ever get back to normal. Okay, that was true like a year ago. Now with the vaccines, that is not true. And once you're vaccinated, like, you know what would be useful? Honest to God, what would be useful is for Biden to take off his mask at this point. He's been vaccinated. For him to say, listen, you want to get back to regular life with no mask? Take off the mask if you're vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, you should wear a mask because you can still transmit the disease and receive the disease. But once you're vaccinated, you're good to go. But he's not doing that. It's all confused messaging out of the White House. In fact, Biden is now saying he wants states to reinstate their mask mandates. Okay, and those mask mandates are going to apply to people whether they are vaccinated or not, which again, makes no scientific sense. Here was Joe Biden pushing states to reinstate mask mandates, which by the way, weren't effective in the first place. I'll show you in a second. I'm reiterating my call for every governor, mayor, and local leader to maintain and reinstate the mask mandate. Please, this is not politics. Reinstate the mandate if you let it down. And business should require masks as well. The failure to take this virus seriously, precisely what got us in this mess in the first place, risk more cases and more desks, deaths. I mean, you don't want to risk more desks, guys. Desks are very, very, very dangerous, according to Joe Biden. That guy is not with it. Hey, by the way, remember that time that Joe Biden suggested that if you didn't want a mask mandate, it's because you were a Neanderthal? We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, with inflation on the rise, 20 bucks barely gets you anything these days. In most restaurants, you can't get a burger and fries for under that. How about it like at the gas pump? Well, you might be able to get like a quarter of a gallon or something. I mean, like really, gas is getting very expensive. But from my cell phone company, Pure Talk, you can get unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk gives you the same quality of service as your current cell phone provider, but for half the cost. I want to ensure you heard that. This is top-tier coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the cost of other carriers. The average family will save almost 1000 bucks a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can switch to Pure Talk with the phone and phone number you currently use, or you can take advantage of their great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Making the switch is incredibly easy. Their U.S. customer service team can help you join Pure Talk in as little as 10 minutes. Choose to spend your hard-earned money with a wireless company that shares your values, supports our military and veterans, a company that creates American jobs and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Don't spend another day spending ridiculous amounts of money on your phone plan. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro. Right now, my listeners can get an additional 50% off their very first month of coverage. That's puretalk.com slash Shapiro. So Texas got rid of its mask mandate. Florida hasn't had a, a, a statewide mask mandate ever. Okay, and those are not the states where this stuff is surging. Here is a chart from yesterday that demonstrates the difference between the so-called Neanderthal states and the science states, right? So this would be Mississippi and Texas lifting their masks, okay? The, the ones that are Neanderthal thinking. What you have seen is a radical decrease in new cases diagnosed per day beginning just a few weeks ago. In fact, right after they lifted their mask mandate, look at that, boom, it drops. And then there are the science states, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, they have statewide mask mandates and um, they've increased. Their rates. So those mask mandates, not useful, not useful. Meanwhile, Anthony Fauci continues to tell parents their kids shouldn't play together without masks. This, is, this has been stupid for a long time. Three-year-olds playing together at the park is not the risk of COVID. That is not the risk of COVID. Kids have not been spreading this thing at the same rate as adults. Even when kids do spread it, apparently the disease does not have as serious an impact as before. Like, the goal here is to just to prolong this thing. 
It's pretty obviously from the Biden administration just to prolong this thing. We are at the very end of this. We all know it. The economy is back open. Flights are like 90% full at this point. We're back into swinging mode. But Joe Biden wants another $2 trillion infrastructure package. And so baby, baby's got baby's to pay the rent somehow. And the way baby's going to pay the rent is by telling you that COVID is never going to end. Here's Anthony Fauci warning parents about kids playing together without masks. The children can clearly wind up getting infected. When we talk about what you can do when you're vaccinated, you can certainly have members of a family if the adults are vaccinated and you're in the home with your child. You don't need to wear a mask and you can have physical contact. When the children go out into the community, you want them to continue to wear masks when they're interacting with groups from multiple households. Yeah, again, the the, the notion that small children are a vector for transmission here is completely unproven at this point. Like, really, really unproven. But, again, everything's hilarious to the Biden administration. Truth has no part of this. Kamala Harris openly laughs now. Like, the, like the, the Joker laugh is becoming more and more a dominant part of her personality. It's very weird. It's, she was discussing in a speech the other day, parents being unable to send their kids to school in the middle of the pandemic, and she just started laughing about it. I mean, this really is like Joaquin Phoenix pathological, can't help the laughter stuff. Here's Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States, apparently suffering from the same condition as as Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Very weird stuff. More people are seeing that, yeah, affordable childcare is a big deal. More parents are seeing the value of educators when they had to bring their kids. (laughs) and say, we're not paying them nearly enough. (laughs) (laughs) Did somebody say something funny? Like, I I don't, honestly, I don't understand what's going on. What is going on? We have a leader of the free world who is not a sentient human, and his vice president is a person who breaks into cackling bouts of laughter for no reason at all. And these are the people you want to give more power? These morons? These people? What? What? Why? Why would you give them the power to spend trillions of your dollars? Those dollars aren't coming from nowhere. They're coming from you in the future. Why would you do that? Like, what are you doing? This is crazy. Get a bunch of morons in charge and like give these people more power. They're telling you lies day after day after day. Your media are facilitating those lies day after day after day. The same people who are saying follow the science, by the way, I would be remiss if I didn't note this, okay? The same people in the media who are saying follow tough science, not the science, tough science. Tough science is politics masquerading in science. Follow tough science. Here is a paragraph from CNN. I'm not, I have to read this verbatim. You ready? Because this is about these, these bills that prevent biological men from competing with biological women in sports. And that's what these bills do. Here is CNN, the most trusted name in news, with James Earl Jones' voice. Quote, it's not possible to know a person's gender identity at birth, and there is no consensus criteria for assigning sex at birth. Does that sound like science to you? Does it? <laughs> like what? What? There is no consensus criteria for assigning sex at birth. Um. I can think of a few of them, like consensus criteria. In fact, medical professionals do it all the time. In fact, small children do it all the time. Believe it or not, my four-year-old son, he can, with like 98% accuracy, identify the sex of the people he is talking to. It's amazing. Like either he's clairvoyant or there are objective identifiers of sex. It's incredible. But this is CNN. That is just just dropped right into a story without even like a quote-unquote experts say. 
It's just unreal. These are the people you should trust with the science. They're 100% trustworthy. On every level, they're 100% trustworthy. And by the way, they're trustworthy on the border as well, where apparently, according to one border patrol agent, we are now at over 700% over capacity. The, the, the border is being completely overridden and overrun. The good news is that our Democratic friends just continue to lie about it. So that's exciting stuff. Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez said today, she finally commented on the border situation. Like, she finally did it. And you know what she said? She said, quote, this is not a surge. These are children and they are not insurgents. Yes, that was the take from AOC, that it's not a surge because they're not insurgents, despite the fact that that doesn't have to do with anything. Yep, the dishonesty, the dishonesty, but definitely trust them. Definitely trust these people with your life, your future, your family. They know better than you. Probably you should give them more power. All righty, we'll be back here later today with an additional hours of the Ben Shapiro Show. This week, Michael Moles will be guest hosting. Make sure to tune in. In the meantime, go check out his show. It is available right now. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is the Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Clavin Show, The Michael Knowles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld, executive producer Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover, and our assistant director is Pavel Wydowski. Editing is by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant is Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021. Criminal coyotes flourish, ferrying foreign nationals across our southern border. Republican Matt Gates considers leaving Congress amid a sex scandal investigation. And big tech tries to take out Stephen Crowder. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show. Hey, Michael. 